Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Jason Williams. And I'm Blake Castetter. And we are the Sunday Funday Guys. Blake, another week in the books. Some upsets, some uh, playoff positioning, a lot of things going on. And we're getting, you know, to the nitty gritty, to the to, to showtime and crunch time, as I like to say. Yeah, season full of injuries continues. Oh, man, quarterbacks galore. I, I'm going to go out and live and say the NFL is going to come up with some ridiculous rule to try to protect these quarterbacks even more, which is going to be more ridiculous at some point. You may just want to go ahead and just put a flag on them and, and just touch them down. It's, it's happened. And right. it's not even just quarterbacks, but you're right. They're going to continue to protect the yeah. QBs. I mean, they yeah. said 54, I think, going last week, 54, 54. different starting quarterbacks this week. Yeah, this yeah. And, and uh, honestly, I, I get where they're coming from because, I mean, let's be honest, that Thursday night game, Pittsburgh and the Patriots, and some of these other games, there's been some bad, bad football in terms of quarterback play. And if you don't have a decent quarterback, then your team is just not worth even paying attention to. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what the NFL does, but uh, we are here, we are live, we are ready to go, and we are getting ready to head into week 15. But before we do that, we're going to talk about our studs and duds for week 14. Take it away, Blake. Recap real quick. Yes, sir. Now you gave me that look when I picked Jake Browning. I did. Going into last week, and man. Yeah. Tied for QB three with Justin Fields. Oh, that could have been another stud. Justin Fields didn't see that one coming either. He could have been. He's yeah. they're allowing him to run a little bit. He's protecting the ball a little better than he was. Mm-hmm. Definitely, he's not throwing the interceptions. That was killer yeah. for him. Um, yes, sir. We had Jake Browning at QB three. I had Alexander Madison. Um, like I said, he's hard to trust. This one doesn't really <laughs> count because he got hurt. Um, yeah. And then Elijah Moore. Um, he ended up at wide receiver 38, but mm-hmm. that hope, I think that performance was ruined because I anticipated Amari Cooper being out, having had a rib injury and being in week one of concussion protocol, which man, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I mean, there's been three people in the past week and a half that have gotten through concussion protocol without missing a week. Right. Which is bizarre. I think the NFL is getting a little bit more lenient. Yeah, like oh, you can. You're you're able to walk straight. Okay, we're good. Right, especially quarterbacks, and then any skill players. Like you see, any skill players go back, and all of a sudden, boom, they're kind of back in. So uh, definitely uh, something to pay attention to. Again, let's be honest, the NFL is an entertainment business. If you don't have your stars out there, you know it's all about the dollars and the ratings. And you know, you're right. I think the 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 way things are now is a lot different than they were in the beginning of the year. Let's just say that. That's true. That um, yeah. you see that I mean, you saw Gardner Minshew, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. He stumbled his <laughs> way back to the huddle. Right. Almost like they a, let him play that next down. I know. Almost like a Tua stumble, you know, from last year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yep. So I'll go through my duds real quick. And uh, actually really none of them were duds. So I'm over three. I'm, Really struck out in this one. Brock Purdy, 19-27 for 368, a career high. Two touchdowns and one interception. Stud, stud, stud. And I, I pose this question to you, Blake. Why the hate on Brock, Pur- Brock, Brock Purdy? Say that 10 times. Like A lot of people are saying, you know, he's a product of the system. But, man, I've seen him make some passes. It's pretty impressive. 
I'm with you. I mean, Brock Purdy, he does really well against defenses that play zone coverage as well. He's yeah. had a ton of success the past two years in that scenario. And But again, lots of little, for the most part, dink and dunks sure. to his all-pro receivers and tight end that then make big plays happen. Correct, correct. Oh, but and I, running back. Yeah, I can't forget about uh, Mr. CMC. But, you know, I, I, in, my, in my opinion, I think Brock Purdy is, you know, right up there in terms of one of the better quarterbacks. I mean, if you look, if you really watch the game, his precision and his timing is going to, I get it. Like some of those plays are because he has great skill players. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're measured on your ability to win and your stats. And you can't argue with his results. So you can't argue with his record as nope. a quarterback. So, uh, yeah, Brock Purdy is doing it. Austin Eckler, he was uh, an okay play. 10 carries, 51 yards, a touchdown. Uh, the Chargers got down early. Obviously, we know the, the situation with Justin Herbert. He is out for the year. So, I think uh, Austin Eckler kind of got a garbage touchdown at the end of the game. But, again, he has definitely been a dud in terms of season production. No question. You know how I feel about Austin yeah. Eckler. <laughs> Next, right? <laughs> so, uh, lastly, Michael Pittman Jr. had a pretty productive game against the Bengals. Had eight receptions on eleven targets, ninety-five yards, and two a uh, two-point conversion. Uh, he's playing great. Like he's their, they're definitely their solid number one in the Colts. Even with their quarterback situation, he's been consistent since the time he walked in the building up until now. Revolving door at quarterback, but you know what you're going to get pretty much with Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, and ever since Josh Downs went down with that injury, yeah, you know he has really taken over that wide receiver core. Exactly, exactly. How did your bold prediction pan out? Woo, uh, not well at all. I had Mister Justin Jefferson Ooh, doing Justin right. doing Justin Jefferson things, and he did not do anything resembling Justin Jefferson. Two receptions, three targets, twenty-seven yards. Um, I did put a little note. I think we put the KOD on sleeper wide receivers uh, from last week. <laughs> Who was your sleeper pick, buddy? I was bold prediction was Tyree oh, bold Kill. Prediction. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he went down injured as well. So yep. he did not break 150 yards and break no. the single season record for most 150 yard receiving games. Yeah. Yep. Revan Jordan, however, though, my sleeper. Yep. yep. Led the team in catches and in receiving yards. Whew. But he still ended up outside the top 20 tight ends. That's hard to do. Three catches for 35 yards. That's hard to do. He was asleep. I was asleep. Now, I'm looking over my notes, and I had a little bit of an error on my part. I went ahead with my bold prediction. But I'm going to revert back to my sleeper, who was definitely asleep at the wheel and got benched. Uh, in favor of another quarterback, Joshua Dobbs. Man, 10, 10 completions out of 23, 63 yards, and a benching. So needless to say, our sleepers were definitely uh, snoozing for pretty much the entire game. <laughs> yep, struck out. I struck out also on the uh, survivor pick. Yes. I, I don't yeah. I mean, I don't know how. The Giants upset green bay i didn't see that one coming nobody saw that coming in any way except, shape or form except the uh devito clan 
Mr. Cutlets himself. Yeah, Mr. Cutlets, he's got a little entourage. I mean, <laughs> I, I I felt like I was watching an uh, episode of Sopranos and they were at the Giants game, to be honest with you. I was like, man, these guys, I don't think you want to get on their bad side. So uh, I, I venture to say he's got a position with the Giants for as long as he wants. And if he doesn't, well, I feel sorry for the person who uh, lets him Makes go. Makes that choice. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be that person at all. But, uh, again, uh, my bold, my uh, bold prediction was Justin Jefferson doing Justin Jefferson things, and he did not do anything. So we're going to move on from bold predictions, sleeper. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Survivor. Obviously, Blake gave you his pick, Green Bay over the Giants. Hey, what do you say? I mean, that was uh, – actually, you probably should have reversed your picks. You know, I could have. I mean, I yeah, was right yeah. in caution of Steelers yeah. winning over the yeah Patriots. The Patriots, yeah, definitely caution. Um, don't know how that was the popular pick. I still don't get it. I don't either. I mean, that was just, but that game was an interesting game, and and the Patriots finally found some offense with the quarterback and Hunter Henry, who had done nothing probably for the past two months. You know why? Because I've had him on my team, and I've thought about cutting him a million <laughs> times. And then, of course, I didn't play him. And what does he do? Gets 19 points. But, hey, that's the fantasy gods, and they play cruel tricks on you sometimes. Now, you had the Saints. Yeah, I did have the Saints. Now, uh, I felt like it was an easy pick, and it was. I'm not going to get into much, you know, fanfare over, you know, the Saints over the Panthers. We all pretty much knew that was going to be a game where the Saints are going to dominate. The Panthers are just bad, and we'll get into the Panthers uh, later on in the show. But my caution pick, Houston over the Jets. I, I told, I, I said, like, be careful. This is kind of a trap game for Houston. And the JTES Jets, Jets, Jets pulled it out with uh, Zach Wilson looking like Aaron Rodgers for a, for a half. Crazy. I know. It was well, it was like 0-0 zero, zero going into halftime. I yeah. picked the over on that game, and I was sweating. Next thing you know. 30. Yep. Just like that. It was crazy. Zach, I mean – to be honest with you, Zach Wilson played well. And, uh, you know, obviously he's going to have his ups and downs. But, again, Houston, my caution pick over the Jets, and the Jets uh, stepped up. With, again, with that defense, it's really, really hard uh, to be out of a game, even though the Jets' offense is, has been nothing short of abysmal since Rodgers got hurt. I would agree. And, I, yeah. you know, I see the Jets lining up on the other side of the ball, that defense, and you really got to consider what offensive players you play against them. 100%. Definitely. Now we can go, we can move on from week 14 and all of the studs, duds, predictions, fan, uh, survivor. Now we're getting to week 15. Now let's talk about your studs this week for week 15, Blake. What you got? The Seattle Seahawks quarterback. Oh, okay. I don't know Gino. who it's going to be. Nope. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it yeah, you know not. That is, you're right. It could be. They have Geno Smith on Fantasy Pros, QB 19, or Drew Locke, QB 33. I'm Ooh. comfortable with either of them. Really? Okay. Great matchup. Both mm -hmm. could crack the top 10. Oh. I mean, we got Philly. Overall, Philly is the number 28 in most passing yards allowed per game uh -huh. over the past three weeks, which I really like to hyper-focus on. Number 31 allowing 299.3 yards per game. Wow. Number 31 on the year and in the last three games in average passing touchdowns allowed per game. Mm, 
Those are big stats. The word is out on Philly. You can pass on them if your quarterback has time. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going to stay in Seattle for my running back stud. DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. Fantasy pros running back 20. <clears throat> Something has to give with this offense. Mm-hmm. You can see the frustrations on A.J. Brown's face. Did you see that clip? Yep, I did. 100%. Where he was saying the offensive play calling was predictable? Yeah, yep. The past two weeks, DeAndre Swift has totaled seven fantasy points, but he was going against the likes of Dallas and San Francisco. So pretty good run defenses, right? 100%, yeah. I think this week they're going to lean on the run heavily. Seattle is 23rd in rushing yards per game allowed this year, Mm -hmm. but 30th over the past three weeks. They're also allowing the 29th most rushing touchdowns over the entire season. Man. So they got some, uh, let's just say they got some deficiencies on defense. <laughs> yes, they do. I'm sure their passing game is just as bad, but. Right. Or passing defense. Mm-hmm. So at wide receiver, I went OBJ. Mm-hmm. Fantasy pros, wide receiver 32, coming off a bye. And you know veterans, that bye is valuable. Huge, 100%. Them, right? They get healthy rest mm-hmm. week. Yep. He went four for 97 and one, finished overall wide receiver number six last week. He's been wide receiver 18 or better three of the past five weeks and has averaged six targets per game over that span. All right. This week, he's got the Jags. They've been shredded the past two weeks by the likes of Jake Browning and Joe Flacco, Mm -hmm. allowing a QB4 and a QB10 performance. And since week eight, they've allowed the most points per reception points per target and the 10th most receiving yards per game to perimeter wide receivers. That's where OBJ plays, right? Correct. And their game is on Sunday night primetime. Mm-hmm. You know OBJ loves primetime. 100%. He's going to show up. He's going to break one. He's going to get a tutty. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver 32. I say he's a wide receiver two this week. Okay. All right. All right. I, I like your studs for the week, man. You put some, uh, as always, you, you gave us stats on top of stats. And, you know, it, it really it makes the cause for all three of your picks, 100% for sure. Now, I my duds uh, are probably going to be a little bit surprising. My quarterback dud is going to be none other than Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yes. Patrick Mahomes. Now, we all saw the meltdown. Last week of Mr. Mahomes. Now, whether you agree, Kadarius Tony should have got a warning, whatever. He needs to be able to line up. There's no question about that. I think there's a lot of frustration in Kansas City. And this week is not the week to be frustrated because they're actually going against a pretty good Patriots defense. Again, Bill Belichick's still the architect of that defense. Now, I got I got a couple stats for you Let's in terms it. of – yeah, in terms of Bill Belichick's D, opponents are averaging just 75.8 rushing yards. That's 2.9 yards a carry in an 85.5 QB rating with 38.6% third down converge, conversion rate in the last eight matchups, so pretty much half the season. And if you look at the Patriots, again, you may say, man, they're just not very good. But look, the three, their last three losses have been 6-0. to zero, 10 to 7 and 10 to 6. Now, to me, 
that does not scream a defensive problem. That screams an offensive problem. So I think the Patriots give Kansas City all they can handle. And I think Mahomes struggles against a defense that's actually really underrated in terms of their production or how they fare against teams. I mean, we see some of the games early in the year, they were getting blown out pretty good. But over the last few months, they've kind of put it together, kind of like Denver. And they've kind of been really, really good on defense, contingent, you know, obviously uh, with those last three losses. I mean, giving up, what, 16, 26 points in three games and losing those games. So, again, more on the offense. But I think Patrick Mahomes struggles against the Patriots' defense. I mean, you could say what you want about the Chargers and some of their struggles offensively. They're they're still a pretty good offense. Yeah, they're loaded. And they held them to six points. Yeah. Yeah, they're loaded. And and we the Chargers are just an anomaly. We don't know how they we don't know that with so much talent why they're so bad. And that again, for me, when I see that, that means something's amiss coaching wise. Because you have all this talent. There's no reason they should be where they are. And that's a, again a whole other subject. But again, Mahomes struggles against the Patriots. My running back dud is Tony Pollard. Now he's ranked in the, I believe, top 10 in terms of running backs for fantasy uh this week. But his last five games, he's had 59, 68, 79, 61, and 55 yards. Now he scored three touchdowns, but hasn't been over 100 yards. And the Bills actually have a pretty good defensive line. Their issues come in the secondary where they've given up some big plays. So I expect Tony Pollard not to have a good game, but I expect Dak to have a great game against the secondary of the Bills that's pretty suspect. Now, staying with the Bills-Cowboys game, I'm going with Steph Diggs. Steph Diggs has been on here a few times as my dud. And the reason I have him this week as a dud is, is he's going up against Stephon Gilmore. Remember him, former defensive player of the year? Stephon Gilmore, if you've watched him play over the last month, he's playing on that level again. And I expect Dallas to get after Buffalo. I expect this to be a shootout, but I expect Stephon Gilmore to shadow Diggs wherever he goes and shut him down. So Stephon Diggs is my dud wide receiver for this week. I don't envy you having to pick duds. You're picking players that are like top 10. Yeah. To fall out of the top 10 like that. Exactly. It's tough. And there's always some every single week, but identifying yeah. which ones those are. Right. You could stare at that top 10 list and just stare at it. Oh, trust me. I've stared at it for a good 20, 30 minutes sometimes. <laughs> how do I find a, a dud yeah, in this list? Dud. But uh, so again, my duds are Patrick Mahomes, Tony Pollard, and Stefan Diggs. So going a little deeper, we'll mm-hmm. hit up the sleeper section. Sleeper, sleeper. That's right. So I'm going to one of our favorites, one of our guys we drafted in our auction league. Oh, man. He hasn't performed really to date, and that's Quentin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Currently Fantasy Pro's wide receiver 56. I know. No Justin I'm Herbert. I'm listening, yeah. But there's also no Keenan Allen and no Mike Williams. Targets have to go somewhere. They have to pass the ball, right? Last time I checked, yeah, it's a passing league. It is. Last week, three catches, 91 yards against Denver. This week, he's got the Raiders. They've allowed the 22nd most passing yards per game over the last three weeks. Might be a little bit of a stretch, might be a risk, but it's worth a look if you've got a depleted wide receiver core 
and you're mm-hmm. in the playoffs and you need to fill a void. Yeah. Again, somebody's got to get the, the catches. And if Keenan Allen's not there, Mike Williams is not there, I mean, the next best threat is probably Eckler. And he's splitting time now with the other two running backs. So definitely Quentin Johnson could be a receiver, but I can see him having a game, uh, probably maybe the best game of his you know rookie season because he's kind of been up and down. Beginning of the year, really didn't do much. Kind of when Mike Williams came on, he had some glimpses, but really, really hasn't stepped up like a lot of people thought he would. Right. Uh, and, you know, they brought, they activated Joshua Palmer off mm-hmm. the IR, right? Which got me thinking, but Mr. Easton doesn't have many reps with Joshua Palmer, but he does have yeah. reps with Quentin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, a sleeper pick to keep an eye on, folks. Now, my sleeper pick, and I, I was I was kind of surprised he was ranked this low because he's been pretty consistent. Uh, Cortland Sutton. Denver Broncos, and he's going against the Detroit Lions, and I believe that's going to vault him into wide receiver one territory. And uh, you know, you want to know why, buddy? Why I think that? I mean, I can see it. Yeah. But let's well, hear I'm, it. What do you got for me? I'm, I'm going to give you a stat. Entering week 14, the Detroit Lions defense was responsible for opponents averaging 110.5 QB rating, 247.8 passing yards per game, and 125 rushing yards per game with 14 touchdowns allowed in the last four weeks. So what is that telling me is Detroit, Detroit's defense, as it was last year, has kind of reverted back in terms of production, and they are terrible. So if nothing else, expect a high-score game. Cortland Sutton has been consistent. He's Russell Wilson's favorite receiver, no question. I expect him to get wide receiver one fantasy numbers this week i'm with you i can't believe fantasy pros has him at a wide receiver three ranking yeah, currently i know i was i was i was shocked by that and it's not like he hasn't been he's been consistent even though even when denver was not doing well in the beginning of the year he was pretty much the only consistent receiver they had and now he they're doing well russell's looking for him russell's playing better so again i would expect Cortland Sutton to have again wide receiver one numbers for this week that's not very bold, Jason. Oh, I'm going to get bold. I'm well, back let's on, go bold then. I'm, I'm going to get bold on my Patriots. I'm back on the Patriots. Zeke Elliott, Blake. Remember him? Yeah, Zeke. Yeah, feed me. Him. Feed me, feed me, feed me. Feed well, you. you're talking about feeding. So the last time he was fed to the tune of 100 yards a game in a game was October 10th, 2021 against the New York football Giants. He had 110 yards rushing. Well, I am saying this week, Zeke gets his first 100-yard game in two years against the Chiefs. He's ranked 12th this week in ESPN's rankings. I say he's a top eight minimum play this week. So there's your bold prediction. 100 yards for Zeke Elliott, first time in two years. That is yeah. bold because the Chiefs got a good defense. Yeah, they, they do. They do. You're right. Bold, bold. I'm going back to the well with my bold prediction. You are. I like it. <laughs> back to Jake Browning. Back-to-back QB4 performances against yeah. Jax and Indy. This week, he puts up his third straight top 10 QB performance on the road to another dominating win over the Minnesota Vikings. All right. Okay. Minnesota's past defense is better than Jacksonville's and Indy's. So they're going to have a little bit more of a, a contest. 
a little yeah. bit more competition, but um, that's why I didn't put three QB four performances in a row. I went <laughs> a top ten. All right, and the, the one thing about Minnesota to pay attention to if you're watching that game is they like the blitz. Brian Flores is a notorious blitzer, so if you're blitzing, that means people are going to be left alone. That means Jamar Chase's T Higgins. They're going to have one on one matchups and. To your point, if they have one-on-one matchups, Jake could be that bold prediction that you're talking about. You get the ball to those guys and and let them run. But uh, Minnesota definitely loves, loves the blitz. They bring the heat. Brian Flores has turned that defense around. He has. That could be, um, you know, a sneaky Chase Brown play, too, because when you get defenses that are pinning their ears back, Mm -hmm. nice little screen play. Yep, Yep. screens. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he has the uh, A-chain speed. Yeah. Yeah, he he. Uh, what did he hit last week? Did he hit 20, 21, 22? What did he yeah, hit last week? Yeah, he's the second fastest this year. That's what I thought. Man, where's he been all year? Hurt, obviously, but uh, yeah, he's definitely somebody you want to pay attention to. So pay attention to. So bowl predictions. Blake's got Jake Brownie, and I got Zeke Elliott for week fifteen. Now, Survivor, Survivor, hey. Survivor, Survivor. It, us being knocked out of our survivor pool, it's so much more less fun, so much more difficult to Let's do the survivor honest. segment. It sucks. I'll it be honest. I'll <laughs> but I can tell you that we're not alone, Jason, because according to Survivor Grids data, mm-hmm. only about half of a percent, half of one percent mm. of all entries that started week one and only require one pick per week are still survive, still wow. alive and active. Mm-hmm. In the big circus survivor contest, that's the one that's uh, like nationally known online, mm-hmm. has over 9,000 entries. To start, mm-hmm. they're down to 13 picks. Ooh, man. Well, hopefully those, one of those 13 picks is listening to us. Pay attention, folks. Pay attention, yes. All right, Blake, so, you're up. I got a little redeeming to do. So mm-hmm. I'm going with a strong Rams over Commanders mm-hmm. this week. It's the popular pick at 24%. Aaron Donald should have himself a game <laughs> against Mr. Sack-prone Sam Howell. There's a chance that the Commanders are without Brian Robinson. So the Rams D-line, like I was talking about, pinning your ears back and getting upfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're going to be able to get upfield because I don't know if Antonio Gibson can carry the rock. Mm-hmm. And the Rams have Matt Stafford back, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a complement of weapons. I think, I think the Rams are just too much offensively for even the commanders to keep up with. I agree. I, now, my I, I caution think. pick, Yeah. Giants burned me once. Not again. Not again. Now, I'm going to stay on the Giants bandwagon. <laughs> Saints over Giants. Caution. Crazy I'm saying this, but the Giants do get Darren Waller back this week. Oh, man. And that, that guy. I know. All right. But also, to... Tommy DeVito is looking like he's creating a QB competition in New York with Danny Dimes going in the next season. Is he the franchise quarterback they should have paid? <laughs> don't make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me laugh. <laughs> hey. And right now they they are on cloud nine in New York, and uh, I got to give them credit. I mean, this this kid's come in and he's made some noise. So the Giants again, we all thought that contract with with Daniel Jones was like, all right, really, 
Like this is a small sample size, but they got I mean, who knows? Who I mean, who knows what direction they're going? There's plenty of quarterbacks coming out in the college draft, whatever. But all I know is for right now, DeVito is the toast of the town. He is. So he I'm is. uh saying caution. That all Saints right. over Giants game is risky. I got you. I got you. Well, I'm gonna go with my strong pick, and I'm riding the Panthers bandwagon as long as I can, meaning the bandwagon to lose. So Falcons over Panthers this week. Again, Falcons, not the most talented team. That division is not the most talented, but the Panthers are so bad. It's an easy pick for me. Haven't chosen the Falcons all year. Atlanta over Carolina. Easy, easy. Now, my caution pick may shock some people, but I got Cleveland over Chicago. Uh, I don't have any stats. With my caution picks, a lot of times I go with my gut and Believe it or not, the Bears are playing pretty good. Fields is playing better, and that defense is a lot better than what people think. So I'm not saying the Bears are going to win outright, but don't be surprised, Fanatics, if that game comes down to a last possession, game-winning field goal. And let's, you know, again, the Bears still have Justin Fields. And as good as the Browns' defense is, and I've been on defenses where we've been really good in college, the number one thing that kind of, you know, takes away from a great defense is a scrambling quarterback. And there's nobody better than Justin Fields when it comes to scrambling, you know, in the NFL. And while you look and you see, you know, uh, the Bears 10th worst against QBs, Mm -hmm. that's not recent. Right. That's an overall total season. Mm -hmm. Of late, that defense has definitely improved. And like we talked about earlier, Justin Fields is playing much better ball over these last five games. Yep, I agree. That that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a pretty good game. And again, obviously Flacco is toast to town in Cleveland. But again, as I always tell people, they pay the other coaches too. So they've got some film on Flacco, and the Bears are gonna try to scheme and find ways to try to get him out of his comfort element. And I think that game is gonna be actually one of the better ones this weekend. So with Fields playing better, think about all those people that burned their fields jerseys and went and bought Tyson Badgett jerseys. <laughs> and now they have to sit back and watch fields be successful again. Yeah. 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 He's kind of making them eat a little crow, but bears yeah. fans, they, you know, they've been jaded. So I, I kind of understand what they're coming from. I, I personally think fields is the right guy in Chicago. I'm not sold on their coach. And again, I think, you know, you don't, you, people underestimate coaching in the NFL because you have all this talent. But when that talent's not producing, there's there's something amiss. And typically, in my opinion, it falls back on the coaches and who your coaches is and do your players trust you, et cetera, et cetera. But, again, I think that game against Cleveland, I think Fields will play well. I think the defense will play well. And uh, I would not be surprised if the Bears walked out of Cleveland with a W. I wouldn't either. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. We got a new segment. We're kind of excited about it. We are. It's it's new because we're going to go over it on the air as opposed to just responding back. So we got a couple good questions that were sent in following Mm -hmm. Sunday's games and all the injuries and some lineup questions that they posed to us. And we're going to share them with you. Exactly. Question number one from Derek P. His team name is D's nuts, D apostrophe S, like possession, Derek's nuts. He says, classic, classic. 
<laughs> Here's my lineup. I have a few question marks due to injuries heading into the first week of the playoffs. I'm assuming Keenan Allen and Josh Jacobs won't play. Question marks around Stroud and Nico Collins as well. I'm also considering swapping out the Jags defense, so I included available waiver defenses. What would the Sunday fun day guys do? So here's his roster as it stands, and I'll go position by position to kind of make it easy for us to keep track of. Mm -hmm. He had QBs, CJ Stroud and Kyler Murray. Wide receivers, Keenan Allen, Nico Collins, Cortland Sutton, Ridley, and McLaurin. He's got running backs, CMC, A-Chain, Jacobs, and Swift. Whoa. Tight ends, he's got Ingram and Taysom Hill. Now, he didn't tell me, he didn't include what kind of scoring format this is. Mm -hmm. But he does start one QB, two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, and a flex. You want to go first with your answer, or you want me to go first? Uh, I can go first. All right. And we're, we're talking about who, he, who he's starting, who I would yeah. recommend him starting. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, if Stroud is in, I'm going to leave with Stroud. But, you know, he's in concussion protocol right now, so I'm not sure he's going to be playing at this point. It's Wednesday, so who knows? So I would go with, and I'm assuming that's Kyler Murray, correct, that quarterback? It is Kyler Murray, yeah. Okay, all right. Just wanted to make sure. And then uh, wide receivers, I think it's pretty clear. You go with Cortland Sutton and Calvin Ridley. Allen's out. Nico is likely out. And if he plays, he's going to be playing hurt. So that leads to maybe playing a quarter and then re-injury. You don't want that. At least you want to give your guys an opportunity to get a full game. So the two healthiest receivers – and the two most productive were Cortland Sutton and Calvin Ridley. I think that's easy. Uh, in terms of running backs, man, he's loaded at running backs. So I will say that. Uh, it's just easy. CMC and A-Chain all the way. Um, I think Taysom Hill is still hurt because he didn't play last week. So I'm not, I don't have an update on him. But I wouldn't necessarily go with Ingram. If Taysom Hill is healthy, I like him in terms of production more than Evan Ingram. So I would go, if if healthy, completely healthy, I would go with Taysom. If he's not, then I'm going with Evan Ingram. And then Flex, definitely uh, Swift. Well, that's the same exact way that I would have gone, except, and I would agree, on the Ingram and Taysom mm-hmm. Hill. Taysom Hill offers that wild card and getting carries on mm-hmm. top of receptions, on top of potential quarterback play. Yep. He is a... Swiss Army knife. Yes, but he's boomer bust. <laughs> he is. He might get you two points. He might get mm-hmm. you 40. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would go with the exact same thing. You know, CJ Stroud is most likely out, so Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen has been announced as out, and Nico Collins is likely out. So Sutton and Ridley afford you um, a full game of play, targets and receptions. Exactly. CMC and A-Chain. Easy. If Taysom Hill is in, Taysom Hill, but I don't think he is at this point. So Evan Ingram. And then I think DeAndre Swift has a great week this week. I would yeah. for sure have him in as your flex. Yeah, he's definitely now, flex worthy this week. Without a doubt. Yep. Now he mentioned um swapping out the Jags defense. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the list and I didn't include other list of 
the so he sent a screen capture with a bunch of teams that were available. Mm-hmm. And so my recommendation would be to pick up Indy. They've had I can't tell you how many weeks in a row with a turnover. So that's guaranteed points. They've mm-hmm. played well. Um, they have games where they've put up a bunch, but other games where they've just been mediocre. Right. Um, Derek, if you can find a way to, if you have somebody that you're willing to drop to stack another defense or to store another defense, mm-hmm. I would go add Denver because after this week, they've got the Pats and they've got the Chargers. Okay. And you don't want to look too far ahead and you don't want right. to give any competition a player that they might be able to start. Mm-hmm. But putting that defense aside is going to be valuable in the weeks to come. Exactly. I would agree with that in, in terms of defense. I didn't, I didn't, uh, we didn't go over defenses. Well, I didn't necessarily talk about the defense, but I like, I, I think with defenses, you can kind of look ahead because again, you know, they're defenses. So you gotta, you gotta be able to play the matchups more so than a lot of positions. The defensive position is really all about what the other team has or what they don't have. And if you're looking at Pats and Chargers, those offenses are two of the you know most anemic offenses in the league. So, you know, that's definitely a, a potential stash, meaning the Broncos. Definitely. Who would have said that in September when they gave up 70, right? Right. <laughs> Seriously. I like that so, question. That was good. It was. Yeah. It was a lot of good information. Like, it was loaded. It wasn't like um, missing any major parts that left no. us guessing what he was needing us to answer very clear and concise thank you d's nuts i just had to say it you know, That's old school braxton in our white elephant gift exchange got a d's nuts christmas shirt with a nutcracker on it it was <laughs> hilarious the boys were rolling <laughs> that's awesome oh man that's great that's great all right Another, on to question two question number two Yeah, man. All right. So this one's from Larry. He says, I made the playoffs, but lost Justin Herbert and may have also lost my backup quarterback, Geno Smith. I'm in a 14 team league. So waiver wire options are slim. Here are my top options to pick up. And I hope we uh, get him an answer before it's too late. And he's able to get, you know, this one of the players off waivers still that we recommend, but um, the available quarterbacks are Zach Wilson, Mitch Trubisky, Tommy DeVito, Easton Stick, Mr. Mullins, Bailey Zappi, and Drew Locke. Wow. Whew. That's a Slim deep league. Slim pickings. Slim. Slim shady pickings. Whew. So my uh, answer to that. Go ahead is 100% Drew Locke. And okay. the reason I say that is because ideally, you want to play Geno, mm-hmm. but it's on Monday Night Football. So mm-hmm. if you don't have a firm answer that Geno's playing and you don't have Drew Locke, you might be stuck without a quarterback. But if you go get Locke, you have both quarterbacks in a good matchup that when push comes to shove, you just have to be on top of it when they announce who the starter is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you would at this point in the season. I would hope you would be if you know your quarterback's not was hurt and didn't play the last game. I I, I kind of went back and forth on this, but I to your point, I understand you know why why the Drew Lock pick makes sense because again you got 
two of the quarterbacks on one team. If one guy is definitely not playing, you can plug that guy in and it's really, you know, it, it makes it seamless. Uh, but for the sake of kind of throwing a curveball, I'm going to pick one of these quarterbacks that you mentioned. And, ooh, ugh, man, I, as crazy as this sounds, I like the way Zappy played against the Steelers. I, I know it's crazy, and I know Casey's D is pretty good, but I kind of liked his moxie. He came in and did some things on the road, mind you, against, you know, a pretty good Steelers defense. So if I had to pick one of these guys, and again, I would take Drew Locke, like you said, but if I had to pick one, I'm going with Bailey Zappy. I can't believe I'm saying that. Crazy. <laughs> You're going to start know. Bailey Zappy in your playoff round one? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm starting Drew Law, but I'm just saying if, if I'm, I'm playing devil, I'm picking one. Yes, I mean I yeah I'm, I'm starting Drew Lock all the way, but man, if I had to pick one, I guess I'm going with Zappy. Man, all right. Well, yeah. if he hears this and he's too late to go get Drew Lock. Bailey Zappy's the next one up. Well, I guarantee he's available. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> guarantee it. Guarantee it. Man, I like those questions, buddy. Those are good. I know. Hopefully we can keep coming in. Yeah. All right. Well, what's the final word leading up to this week? Choose wisely. Mm -hmm. Lots of injuries and holes to fill, as we've seen all season long, but this time it counts. You lost your quarterback. You lost Tyreek Hill. You lost Justin Jefferson. You lost whoever it may be for part of a game, a whole game. I don't know who's playing where, when, but holes to fill might require some deep thought. Make sure you make the right choice. I hear you. Um, I've, I've won a couple of things. I mean, essentially, it's playoff time. So made the best team, excuse me, made the team with the best matchups win. And that's what it comes down to, folks. It's the team with the best matchups. And I will, I'm actually reading a book, and one of the chapters in the book says, control what you can control. So meaning, like, you do your research throughout the week, Figure out your best team and put that team out there. So control what you can control, which is getting the best team that's possibly that you could possibly get out there and let the chips fall where they may. You may win, you may not, but at the end of the day, if you put your best team out there, then you have no regrets. I mean, that's what fantasy is all about. Do your research yeah. and put out there who you think is going to do the best. And exactly, that's all you can control regardless of anybody's opinion if you think somebody if you don't if you don't agree that's fine that's why we're doing what we're doing you don't have to agree with us but if you feel like listen i don't think that's the case put your guy out there and uh again let the chips fall where they may sounds good man yeah all right you know social we, social media time i think they all know i mean we're getting the messages yeah we are we'll remind them just in case they're new sunday fun day guys on instagram ig mm-hmm. Facebook. We're at the Sunday Fun Day, guys. You can find us there. Um, you can message us. You can leave comments. We post occasionally when we see stuff that is funny. We share the links so you can keep track. Um, also, five stars on yes. um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify Got goes a long way. Ratings and reviews. We appreciate them. 100%. So for the next episode, we're going to do a week 15 review. We're going to talk about studs, duds, We'll talk about bowl predictions, 
We're going to talk Survivor, Sleeper, and also God, we'll see how our questions were in terms of what, what happened during the week. And hopefully we get some more questions. And then obviously with that goes the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we're going to look ahead to week 16, Blake. Week 16. Whew, it's going fast. All right, man. Another one in the books. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap for this episode of the Sunday Funday Guys podcast. My name is Jason Williams. And I'm Blake. Fanatics, have a great weekend.